Breathing New Life, a podcast exploring and rediscovering new metal, past, present, and future. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm the other host, Jeremy. And this week, we'll be discussing pretty much the new album from Slipknot, The End So Far. Or if you're one of the lucky people who uh, got the uh, misprinted vinyl, The End Is Near, I guess they they accidentally called it or something. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, somebody fucked up. Uh, so basically, yeah, the wrong name was printed on uh, a couple of the vinyls and cassettes, uh, which this album was just released on September 30th. And some people got the title of The End For Now instead of The End So Far. So already off to a great start with this. And uh, yeah, we're going to be touching upon uh, the songs, the album overall, our thoughts, and just kind of give you guys just basically a review of what we think. I'm sure a lot of people have already heard the album, but just in case if you have not yet, um, we'll definitely let you know what our thoughts are. <laughs> so yeah. Now this is obviously a uh, follow up to the last album from 2019. We are not your kind. Um, there was a little bit of anticipation for this to some degree, however. What kind of got me a little bit nervous, I'm sure with you, Tom, is the fact that there was a Revolver article that came out, what, maybe a few days before the release, about Jim Root kind of not feeling so good about this album. Basically, he alluded to the fact that um, there wasn't really any pre-production. They kind of just built this whole album and and just created it in the studio. And um, Clown as well kind of had a little bit of... um, uh, how do I say this? Um, he shared the same sentiment to that, to where um, this may have not been exactly what they wanted to release. I think they believe there's a lot more work to be done on this. But then again, with being on a label, there's always that time crunch. And uh, they just got it out when they can. Now, of course, this is the final album with Roadrunner Records. So maybe it's a whole like let's just get this shit done and hey we did our part now you know wash our hands clean and move on i i don't know but basically i'm just going to go ahead and just get you know preface this review before we even get into it is um wow this was uh this was not good folks <laughs> in my opinion not good uh tom i think you and i are going to be on the same page with this one um yeah i mean it's it's pretty low on there pretty lame overall album i don't I think part of the thing that sucks is like I listened to this a little bit later than a lot of people. And, you know, the first couple of days you're on social media at all, you're already seeing everybody's opinion on it. And most of the feedback has already been native. So for me, I, you know, I didn't have like very high hopes going into listening to it anyways. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I When it comes to it overall, it's like, yeah, I really wish it was like a heavier album, but I don't know. It's like, okay, if you listen to it in the background, I guess. I don't know. It's just, I don't know how deep to go into because for real, like I just like listen to it, just try to give it any bit of a chance. And I'm like, well, I've heard worse music out there, but I can understand where people aren't that happy with it. You know, there's Corey's vocals are a lot more, they he went with a, seemed like a little bit more on the melodic, whatever tr- actual trying to sing mm-hmm. stuff instead of being so aggressive, you know, screaming or harsh vocals or anything like that. 
And yeah, yeah. I, can, I can understand that's a bit of a letdown for a lot of people. I don't know. Your, your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because, I mean, we're talking about Slipknot here. So the bar is always going to be set up pretty high for them. And I would honestly say that probably after Volume 3, you know, which came out in 2004, they were already starting to lose people at that album. Me, personally, I enjoyed it. Um, I really kind of liked at least at least a portion of albums uh, going forward, all the way up through the Grey chapter. Uh, we Are Not Your Kind... It was good, in my opinion. Had a couple of good songs, um, but it wasn't one where I'd, you know, rank in the top five or top three. Actually, I shouldn't say top five. They don't have that many albums. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- this album really just lost me. It just didn't feel like Slipknot. And it was by far their most experimental album. I'll give them that. But I'm with you. It's just with Corey Taylor, I don't mind Corey Taylor singing in Slipknot. I mean, he no, even no. did with the Wait and Bleed course and all that. I get it. It's just kind of pick your spots. Uh, but also, too, I, what I notice is that it's just it's over harmonized. It just sounds too bright. There, there's different ways of singing. I mean, like he would he would have like these like almost like haunting, dark kind of courses where he's melodic. But it's like it, it, you can have that feeling in that music to where this um, I don't know. I mean, in, in the whole album and he kicks off with the song Adderall, which, you know, there's pianos. It's a real slow tempo. And, you know, you're waiting for it to kind of pick up. It's like, okay, like, are they going to come out strong? And if you think about a lot of openers for Slipknot albums, they kind of come punching the face and they're getting you ready for, you know, one hell of an album. But this one, it just kind of lags. And I really think as the album as a whole, too, just it's just, I don't know, the, the, the tempo, it just kind of dragged. And that's not Slipknot to me. You know, it's fast. It's ferocious. Uh, yeah, there's like no ferocity in this. You know, and the second song, Dying Song, it's heavy, but it's one of those songs like, let me ask you this, Tom, as far as like the heavy parts, it just kind of sounds like a copy and paste of their heavier material in the past two or three albums. It just almost sounds like the same song. I, I don't know. Like it just, it's kind of cookie cutter for them. It's starting to fall into that. Are, are you getting that feeling with their heavier stuff on this album? The little bit that was on there? <laughs> yeah, it felt quite derivative of like more of the recent work. It's like, we're just going to kind of make more songs just like we just did recently and then put on another album out there. It's almost like a, like a B sides album or some shit like that. It's like, okay, this was stuff that we worked on. That wasn't quite what we, you know, something meant for other albums or something like that. So they brought it into this album. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously it's not the case. Cause it seemed like a lot of the, um, the writing and all that stuff, it seemed like you, you were saying a lot of this stuff was done like in studio. Like it seems like a lot of this stuff might've been, um, kind of rushed, I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I guess that's the problem. It's like, well, which makes it, which makes sense because although they had experimental stuff on it, they kind of just went back to, okay, what did we just do? Let's just kind of take that. And they just molded it to something that we're going to put out for this album. Like and not really try and pull as much, you know, influences from other places. We're just going to kind of do the same thing we did and make this album. I don't know. That's I I yeah. I, I feel I feel like like it, like I said earlier, it's just a quite derivative. Yeah, and, and and for you to mention that, you know, it sounds like a bunch of B sides. Uh funny enough, I mean, tons of comments on several articles, posts, and groups on Facebook. And I've seen that at least a couple of times. Just that's the overall feeling. It's like this feels like this is like a B sides and and again, just kind of going back to the experimental part, I mean, they've always kind of tried different things in each album, and, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And I'm not saying you got to make the exact same. It doesn't need to be self-titled. It doesn't need to be Iowa every single time. But 
This just took like a hard left, man. It just, it's almost to where this does not sound like Slipknot to me really at all. You know, there, there's some other ones to where uh, certain songs like, let me think here, Warranty, uh, Warranty was de- decent, Heirloom, like we're like, it's got like a nice riff to start it, but then it just kind of falls off. I mean, especially with Heirloom, um, I thought I thought it was promising at first. I'm like, you know, it's got a good riff. I'm like, okay, like, let's see what goes, you know, like, like let's see what direction they're going to go with this song. And then the vocals come in and all of a sudden it goes from like a heavy Slipknot song to like a five figure Death Punch radio rock song to me. That song in particular, Heirloom. And it's just like, ah, oh, and you guys had such a good start with this one. I mean, there was like, like I said, there's about three or four songs where um, it started out good. Um, another one towards the back end of the album, uh, the H377, heavy song. But then it's heavy. Corey's... Corey Taylor's getting into it, but then it's just like he's trying to like scream rap or something, and it just the cadence was rushed and it just felt sloppy. I couldn't get into it because I just I'm listening to him and I'm just like, man, this just sounds bad. And I love Corey Taylor, don't get me wrong. And I'm not trying to shit on him, but I think he's a big part of the reason why I don't like this album. <laughs> I just I have to admit it. It just and it's not even necessarily like and everyone's like, oh well, it's Stone Sour. Just because he's melodic doesn't mean that it's gonna sound like Stone Sour. It's just. Mm. It was just the approach to everything. Um, and again, it just, the, the choruses, it just, it, they were like too big, too bright. And, and just, I don't know. And then and sometimes with some of the heavier riffs with him singing along with it, it just kind of took away from the edge of, of the song and just kind of, I don't know, like, like I'm just listening to this and, and, and just with each passing track, I'm getting just more and more disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, again. It's just like this is uh, this has been pretty bad. I would say though. Okay, so obviously we're giving this a negative review. However, is there any positives you see on this album? Is there at least any song that you'd be like, okay, I would add this on my playlist at least? Would you have any of them from the album that you say, yeah, this was a good one? Um, that's a good question. Like, there's like I think tracks three and four. Or maybe it was four and five. I don't know, but like, there's a couple of them in that first half of that album that were decent songs. Like the like I could like say, okay, like yeah, I can understand hearing you know this kind of song being made again. It's kind of somewhere. There's parts of it where it felt like a follow up to like volume three, but mm-hmm. there's just so much of the album that was production that was like you know just like the last album. So there's nothing that's too much about. Slipknot has made that has been like outstanding songs that I would sit there and like, yeah, I go back to this song a lot. I mean, maybe the the one song where the lyrics actually has the the, the title of the album from We Are Not Your Kind in it. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I can't remember it now. It's like All Out Something or something like that. All Out Life. Yeah, I think it's called All Out Life. I think that's the one that has mm-hmm. the... Uh, so like that's a song where like yeah I can go back to a list to it you know here and there it's it's kind of catchy and all that stuff, but this album I only listened to it a couple of times and honestly by the end of the both listens I was kind of just zoning out the the, the rest of the album anyways. Right, so like the last right. couple of tracks I'm just kind of like yeah it's just it's it's kind of weird because it's not like music that's so bad you don't want to hear it, but it's not music that is good enough to pay attention to it at the same time. It's like, it's actually like decent background music. It's like the album, like you can, I can put it on the background and be okay with it, but it's not something where I'm just going to want to listen to it and just jam out to it. 
I can hear it. Yeah. I can listen to it and not like truly be sick of it, but I'm not going to sit there and jam out to it either. Like, cause I'm not going to sit there and pull up this album just to listen to it or pull up any particular songs. There's a couple of decent songs on there. And honestly, like that's the, the thing that, that makes the most of this album, as far as what I'm listening to is like all the, all, everything instrumentally, but it's kind mm-hmm. of overshadowed by the vocal production, not really being something yeah. that I enjoy either. So it, it's a real weird clash of like, there's some really good elements here, but they're, they're overshadowed by things that I don't enjoy about what Slipknot has done for recently for their, in their music. Yeah. I, I do enjoy Corey, Corey Taylor's voice, his melodics, whatever, everything. But the way it's being produced lately is it's taken away from what like really was essential core or like essential Slipknot sound, I guess. Yeah. You're you're right. There there's there's a few parts here and there. There's like again, like where I'm like, okay, like this is a good riff. It starts here. Um, you know, personally, if I had to pick one song, um, I would probably have to go with Hive Mind, and that's track five. Okay. Uh the riffs are great. Um, there's a breakdown towards the end where that is the most quote unquote slipknot that this album gets in that one part. They have this breakdown. I'm like, oh, there they are. That's the slipknot that I miss. You know, like, okay, here we go. Uh, but again, the the chorus on Hive Mind. I, I, honestly, I don't think that there was, and I know this sounds brutal, but I just got to say, like, I don't think there was any hook on this album from any song that really got me. Like the hooks didn't hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the choruses, I did not feel any of them. And and I'll tell you what, there's a lot of like singing courses that Corey's done in the past where I'm like, damn, that's really good. Like you know. Um, Sulfur's really good for, you know, a fairly recent one. Um, well, actually, I guess not so recent. That was 2009. But um, uh, The Devil and I, that's another good one where it's like a singing, screaming kind of chorus. But here, there was just, there was nothing. Um, but I would say if I had to pick one again, Hive Mind, uh, which I, I have seen other people kind of say the same, like as far as songs that they do like, that one tends to pop up quite a bit. So if I had to recommend a song out of this, it would be that one. But as far as the other ones, I mean, like I said, H377 was decent, but I just, I wasn't even feeling the heavy vocals on that. Uh, and then, and then just the last two songs of Desade or Desad, I don't even know how to pronounce that. And then the, the Desad. Pronounced Desad, yeah. It was just boring. And then the, and then the finale, it just, it just whimpers off the way that it kind of whimpered on in. It's just, and that's, it's like, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> so, so here's another question for you, Tom. So like, obviously, again, um, yeah, we're just not feeling this album. Uh, all right. Well, actually two questions. Um, first off on a five-star basis from zero to five, what would you give it? And then secondly, do you think that Slipknot is quote unquote done? Are, are we, are, are, are we finally past that point where we can ever expect a, a solid album from them again? Uh, let's see. On a scale of one to five, I just give it a, a straight up one. I don't really, I won't go back to this album. I don't think I will. I, there's just nothing about it that pulled me in. You know, there's at least in previous albums, something, one or two songs where I could go to that album and listen to, you know. And this is from somebody who actually really liked, you know, uh, volume three. And it, that's where a lot of people said that, you know, Slipknot was already, you know, falling off and that's one of Slipknot's worst albums and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'd rather go to volume three than 
to this album. Like this is just like, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think it's the music's all bad, but like, I just don't want to mm-hmm. go to it. I just don't care about it. It's not like a zero. It's not something where like absolutely wet my ass with it or something like that. You know, it's just <laughs> the wipe my ass award. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to yeah, find exactly. an album that that's the wipe my ass award. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days. Um, but yeah, the, I don't know. I mean, I mean, like maybe an extra half a star just for the fact that it's actually not so bad that it is something I won't turn off. But it's like it's it's literally nothing better than just background music. Like it should just be like something where you hear it very subtly in the background of a movie type of deal. You know, you're not like focused on that song. It's it's just nothing like really nothing stands out with it. Yeah. The production, everything just doesn't pull me in for it. There's there's. When I talk about a lot of the kind of music I like and listen to when it comes to, you know, a lot of new metal in general, new metal kind of just always had some kind of grit to it, just some kind of roughness that kind of mm-hmm. it would it would be like sandpaper being something like that would grab you and scrape you or whatever, whatever, pull you in type of deal. Like it just this doesn't this just this album just slides right off me instead. And yeah, I to to say that this is the end of like the true golden era sounding slipknot. I doubt it. I don't know what the reason for was the production and putting this out. Maybe they did rush themselves. Maybe they're like, okay, this is the last album. We're just going to kind of get it out, get it done. Let's do this stuff or whatever. And then, you know, there's some things where they, you know, delayed it due to COVID and all that stuff. And they just like, they kind of wanted to get it done and over with. Maybe there was, I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what kind of mentality you have when you are under a contract and you have to make this album that you, this one last album you have to make for a a label or whatever. I have no idea what kind of mentality you have. Is it something where you take your time or is it something where you get it done and get it out and then move on to somebody else or get a better deal somewhere else? I I really don't know what, what the, the whole mentality is behind it because I mean I've known of artists that like have rushed albums just to get their deal done and move on elsewhere maybe that's the case with Slipknot I have no idea uh, maybe they maybe they're maybe they wanted to not put out such a great album and save some of their better stuff for a some place where they have you know, maybe I don't know Roadrunner doesn't seem like a, a label that doesn't give artists, you know, enough freedom somehow, but who knows what the, what the case was, or maybe they're just right tired of dealing with it and they want to see what other people offer them. But I don't know. What do you offer Slipknot? You, they, you know that they're just going to, they, they're capable of making some really badass albums and badass music to put out there and they're for their fans. But what does anybody have to offer them other than say, Hey, go in the studio, make, you know, some fucking badass music. We'll put it on a out on all the formats and CD and shit like that, and you know, sell shit, and then you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's it's Slipknot. Yeah. They, they should just <laughs> be able to do whatever they want. They're one of the biggest bands out there. They're, I don't know. Do do people tell Metallica how to make an album anymore? I hope not. Like yeah, exactly. Like what 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 restrictions or whatever would you put on Slipknot? Slipknot should be able to make whatever they want like as heavy and whatever crazy as they want. And you know, people are going to still flock to it, but 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're doing it because this is what they want to do as Slipknot or if they had some weird restrictions still or if they just wanted to push it out and get over with and move on to another deal. Yeah. And, and that's that's definitely an interesting interesting take. Um, you know, that that is somewhat of a of an interesting theory to where like maybe they have better songs in their back pocket. You would at least hope so. And they're like, hey, like let's just say this for when we're off of, of Roadrunner. Um it did kind of sound that they were ready to get off the label. And you're right, like in today's day and age, especially with a band as huge as Slipknot, I mean, they can live off their name for the rest of their musical lives. Um, whether it comes to touring, festivals, headlining. Um, and you're right, they can release their own stuff and you know, they, they, they can live off their name. I mean, even with this album and with a lot of hardcore Slipknot fans, they're not going to completely go away because there's still that live show. They're still playing like all, all the classics, all the, all the good hits. And I, I think Slipknot has at least earned the right to where any future album that comes out, we're going to give it a listen. It's not like, Oh, like, cause to me now, as far as uh, going off real quick, uh, as far as giving a star or multiple stars of this album, definitely one out of five. Uh, I was just, I was very disappointed in this one. And um, usually I even like the albums that are a little bit more out there or melodic than, than other Slipknot fans. I tend to like those a little bit more. But this one, yeah, it's it's just like you said, man, it just slid right off me, man. Nothing grabbed me. But I I just got a feeling that, yeah, maybe the better days are behind them. But certainly, uh, again, you know, whenever it's uh, two, three years down the road, they have another album. It will be interesting to see if maybe they kind of get some of their their old sound back, I guess. And I, I just, but I, at the same time, I think it would be hard to believe that Roadrunner out of all labels would be trying to hold them back as far as, you know, having creative um, control. Uh, exactly. To me, it just sounds like, I, I really think that it's more of a rush effort and they're like, okay, well, we got to do this. I mean, it, it's apparent because if they did no pre-production, like, most bands do pre-production. It's key. It's that's that's the building block of all your songs. I mean, that that's your opportunity to give it to the producer, which the producer is kind of in essence helping you write the songs. And like, okay, well, let's you know maybe do this at a different tempo. Take this part out and try this, or maybe this chorus should go twice as long. You know, things like little things like that that, that are tinkering um, can make all the difference in a song. But it just sounds like okay, we're here. Um, yep, does that sound good? Uh, sure. Okay, print. I mean, that, that's just listening to this album. That, that's just what kind of comes to mind with that. So I guess just we can only just cross fingers for for better stuff down the road. But if anything, we still have, you know, the old Slipknot albums. They're they're still out there to enjoy. So at least we have that. That would be our uh, review of the end so far or for now, depending on which version you got. I mean, it, yeah. it's already just a, it's already like a not very well received album. The, the last thing you need is is to have the wrong fucking title on the on the thing. Man. That's yeah, those are going to be kind of collector's albums. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and the funny thing is, too, I, I heard that certain stores, you know, uh, when you Back in the day when we'd go and buy a CD or, or vinyl or cassette, you know, they always put stickers on it, you know, because the same featuring the singles, blah, 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 blah. Well, they, they purposely put that sticker over the for now part because it shows the end. Yeah. So they're like, OK, well, maybe, you know, I'm just going to kind of put a, a like a literal Band-Aid on it. So I was like, oh, my God. Rough, rough. So, yep. 
Yeah, but that was basically all we have for the episode, except for um, there was one thing, and I did share it on our on our Facebook page, uh, which is kind of cool. Did you see the article from, uh, I believe it was Metal Injection, where they were having an interview with Suicide Silence's uh, Chris Garza? Did you read anything about that? I did a little bit, because uh, there was a, a Josh Toomey interview that yes. it's kind of a big deal. Like, you know who Josh Toomey is? I will be honest, I do not. Okay, so Josh Toomey actually was at one point in time the basis for Primer 55. So he mm. actually has a good new metal connection. I used to hear about him a lot from the Roach Coach podcast. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> pets are whining. My, my pets are whining to get in the room again. Anyways, yeah, so he's got his new metal collect, uh, connection there and he does a lot of interviews. He actually does. He actually works for not fast, I believe. So he, he uh, does a show for them. And uh, yeah, the, the big deal with the, him interviewing um, the uh, Chris Garza from Suicide Silence, and we brought this up before, Suicide Silence is one of those bands that was heavily influenced by new metal and everything. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's good to know that, good to hear some of these bands where they're from like these, you know, quote unquote, heavier um, genres and all that stuff and more modern genres like deathcore and everything like that, how big they are and still celebrating and appreciating a genre like new metal, you know, and part of it, part of it also being his age and then growing up with it as well for, you know, right. And being inspired by it, obviously, like I said, so yeah, just, it's, it's good to hear when some um, members of bands from that are, from different genres, give out and give a shout out to New Metal and, and show some love and appreciation. Him saying like, you know, basically why you know why did it ever leave? I guess in a way, you know, there's exactly yeah. Grant, there's so many people that are are haters and elitists and have to you know shit on the genre because they didn't like it, whatever. There's there's so much music out there that I don't like, and I just grew out of being uh, being one of those people. Like, it, it, it's more like okay, if, are you really like a decent? artist or musician rather than is it even just has to do with what style of music you make mm -hmm. very popular bands that I don't waste my time being a keyboard warrior trying to shit on shit on, on them on, on social media <laughs> right but like I said it's good to hear every once in a while somebody give a shout out to new metal like that yeah for sure and there's also earlier signs that these guys had some love for new metal I mean their cover of Deftones uh, engine number nine Definitely mm -hmm. check it out. I mean, it's it's still deathcore, but dude, I I absolutely loved it. It was it, that was when Mitch was still uh, alive. Mm -hmm. That was like off of one of their earlier albums. Yeah, yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, like they picked up a Deftone song. Like I, I'm pretty sure I'm like I think these dudes are into it. But it was an interesting article because you know he was saying how back in 2002 when they started. I mean that that's still when new metal was kind of big, but. They were they were getting into you know the the metal uh, deathcore scene. Well, deathcore wasn't quite out, but you know they're one of the ones to kind of spearhead that that genre or subgenre. They were one of the breakthrough out uh, breakthrough artists for that genre. Really, yeah. when it comes down to it. But you know they they would just they would go to these shows whether they play or be in the crowd. And they wore the corn shirts and they always got so much shit for it. But then I love it because he says the same thing that like I've been talking to a couple of my friends and ex band members all the fucking time. It's like. All of a sudden, it's in vogue, and 
you know, the, the people that you know were given talking shit about it. Even like popular bands that are that are like praising it now because now it's the hip thing. They were talking crap about it in like the mid 2000s. Like, where have you guys been the past 20 years? It's always been good. And that's that's the feeling I got from Chris Garza. And I just absolutely loved it. And then um, just to add on that real quick, um, I know speaking about like album reviews and and having um, a n- not very well received album was the Suicide Silence's um, uh, self-title that came out about four years mm-hmm. ago, which I didn't think was half bad, but man, people hated it. It was like like sales numbers, like it was really, really bad. But I still like the fact that they kind of, it wasn't completely new metal, but like it had a, a very heavy new metal influence on that album. So I, I definitely got nothing but respect for those guys. So I thought it was cool. Yeah, I just I saw that article and I wanted to share it. And I'm like, good. And and I think that it, it'll be interesting to see who else kind of comes out of the woodworks. Because and like you're saying, there's a, a lot of these younger up and coming bands that are like brutal and heavy. And they're like, yeah, man, like Linkin Park. Like Linkin Park was like almost like the gateway drug to a lot of these guys. Exactly. Like, these are the guys that kind of push, push me towards heavier music. And, you know, like the classics like Slipknot and Corn and Limp Biscuit, And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. So... I, I thought that was awesome and it'll be kind of cool to see, you know, more bands kind of talk about it. But yeah, we're in the throes of it, man. It's it's still sticking around. And um, I really hope that it kind of sticks around longer, which I think it's got a good chance. And, and we kind of touched upon this in earlier episodes, uh, I think mainly because a lot of the stuff that is coming out, not too much is seeing the light of day on radio. And I think that's a good thing. Um, it's to where it's not going to be over popular and then it's going to have this you know, second wave of oversaturation to where bands that should not be called new metal or even try new metal, you know? Uh, so as long as it stays somewhat underground, I, I think we're going to have a little bit more longevity to new metal being around and, and present, which is uh, awesome. Exciting. Yeah. Really looking forward to where, where it's going to go from here. Yeah. Other than that, there really hasn't been uh, too much, um, I'm trying to think of any other upcoming albums that we can anticipate. There's none that come to mind. Have, have you heard of any that are scheduled to come out before the end of the year? Uh, not that I can think of as far as anything, uh, new metal I'm trying to think here. I'm looking forward to, uh, as they burn, which is, uh, kind of like in the same vein as uh suicide silence where like they're a little bit heavier yeah. core band mm-hmm. that is, uh, heavily influenced by new metal. They, they just put out a new video the other day. I don't know. Nothing else I can think of. Um, is anybody bigger than that? Not right now. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to have to wait for the new Mudvayne album whenever that comes out. The new Stained album. Those were what we touched on mm-hmm. on, our, on our previous episode. So crossing fingers on those. And, and I'm sure once they come out, we'll definitely uh, review that and let you guys know so we can just hope for the best on those. Um, yeah. But that's that's pretty much it. So a little bit of a shorter episode today. Um, I think uh, if you'd like to, I have a blind list unless you got something new that you'd like to share. I thought I had something and I couldn't find it again. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, fuck it. And then you said something about blind list. And so I could hope that that meant that you had something. So yeah, just. Uh... Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm going to send it on over to you right now. Now, you may have heard of these guys. Uh, the band is called Unity TX. It's a brand new song called Burnout. Have you heard this song yet? I don't know if I've heard this song yet, but uh, let's see if I'm August. I don't know. I know that they posted it on Facebook, but I don't know if I've heard it, but let's uh, give it a listen, give it a, and then uh, give them a shout out here. It'd be awesome. There you go. All right. So again, guys, the name of the song is Unity TX. Song is called Burnout. We'll be right back. Is it just me? Is he doing a lot more melodic stuff than he usually does? I, yeah, it's a little bit more this time. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I've heard other stuff from them over the time, but I mean, I just like, I thought it was a little bit more aggressive than this before. So again, Unity Tech, uh, Unity TX for Texas, obviously burnout. Uh, these guys are from Dallas, Texas. Been around since 2014. Um, and then I did see that these guys are actually on tour uh, with Amity Affliction and Silverstein, uh, Holding Absence. Um, the, I, or no, my bad. They just finished that up. It's from August 25th through the 2nd, recording here on the 8th. So just got off of a nice little tour there. Yeah, man, that, that's the latest one. It came out in August. Uh, so what were your thoughts on that song? Yeah, I like it. Um, I swear, though, that they had a little bit more aggressive sound beforehand. But like I said, you know, um, I I don't know. I like it. I don't think it um, stands out as much as other stuff that I've heard from them, though. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Good song, newer stuff. I'd hmm. love to share them and, you know, hopefully other people listen to this that uh, discover them. Yeah, I, I the name sounded familiar, and when I came across this song, I, I actually really like this song. I, I think it was done really well. I'm in a I'm in a slightly different boat because I don't know too much of their earlier stuff. I think I remember hearing their songs, but nothing. I, I can't I can't put the name of the songs together and and recognize them as both. So this is almost like hearing the band for the first time. Okay. Um, I just I just love like it just starts out with like you know, like with a bass line, like eerie like little guitar effects in the background. Mm-hmm. And uh, just going from singing to like the whispering part to like, where's my head at? Well, I mean, like that's some catchy shit, dude. And then like like the breakdown where he's, he, you know, he's, he's got the rap going. It, it was just uh, a lot of different things. You know, you and I talk a lot of times of, you know, do do they go in different directions? And, and does the singer kind of expand his portfolio, so to speak? They're like, is he doing the same thing the whole time or is he kind of mixing it up? And, and I think he did a great job uh, with this song. Um, yeah, again, songs burnout. Um, I would recommend it. Obviously, we're gonna plug this and and put it on our page as well. And uh, that's just another one to add to. Um, actually, we have a YouTube list. Uh, do we do we have all the songs up there yet, or are we still working on getting all those songs up? I still have to update it from some or, of our previous stuff. Cool. Unfortunately, yeah. the last one we had on there was from the the episode we did where we featured Loser. So I got oh, okay, I got cool. yeah I got to add a couple of the. Uh, uh, I was going to say a couple of uh, the, songs the, there. Their blind listens or featured. Yeah, the ones that we yeah. featured and whatnot. Yeah. And then I'll be, uh, I'll probably share it on Facebook yes. again and everything uh, after we put up this episode. 
Yeah, so um, you'll be able to find that on our Facebook page. It'll basically have a comprehensive list of all the songs that we've uh, either had a blind listen or a feature on here. Uh, slowly building a quite a, a nice little playlist here. Um, it's it's pretty good stuff. So you guys can go back. And as you know, with these episodes, we'll play like a little snippet, but these will have like the music videos, the full song. And hopefully you guys can not only just check those videos out, but, you know, give give the videos the likes, go follow the pages, um, try to catch them out at shows, depending on where you guys are living at. Uh, definitely support these guys. It's a lot of these up and coming. This is like the the next wave of these you know younger bands coming out. So we'd love to see these guys getting support that they uh, that they certainly deserve. Yep, so definitely, definitely one of the bands that I've been following that deserves some recognition here. All right. Well, like I said, it's a l- little bit of a lighter uh, episode for today, but um, uh, yeah, that was that was some good stuff. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh, before we head out here? No, nah, man. Unless um. I don't know if you you were living in Florida, man. You guys got hit by Hurricane Ian. Anything you want to touch upon about that? You know how how did uh, things affect uh, you there? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was about a. It was uh, last week, and um, fortunately, where I live, I, I live just east east of Orlando. We did not get it nearly as bad as the uh, the west side around um, Fort Myers well, area. Um, they were just decimated. Um, we're talking like buildings completely gone. Um, floods. Uh, there's some people that just completely lost their homes. They got to pick up their lives, move elsewhere. Uh, we got fortunate. Um, there's a lot of flooding in my area, but um, we made out okay. I lost power for maybe less than a day. Um, my father-in-law, I'll have to send you pictures, Tom. Like He had this 200-year-old tree and the storm took the whole thing down. And it's oh, huge. It, 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 and they, Thankfully, it didn't hit their house or anybody else's houses because it, it's so big and heavy, it would have went right through. But um, yeah, it was it was a little crazy, but um, at least out here in my immediate area, everyone's fine, everyone's good. But um, if you guys happen to find any, just obviously be careful with places that you donate to. Make sure that they're legit. You know, people definitely need that help. So if you can, uh, I wish I actually had something. I, I don't have a a specific um, charity organization or, or a place to donate to recommend, but um, there are some around there. So if you guys feel the the need to donate, uh, that would certainly be appreciative because there are some people that are kind of going through some stuff right now. There's still a lot of cleanup going on. Yeah, overall, for the, for the most part, the state, like, you know, we all made it through. And uh, just hopefully those that are not as fortunate that they kind of get back up on their feet very soon. All right. Right on. Yeah, just uh, like I said, I kind of wanted to uh, hear what how it affects you. I haven't really talked to you too much about it, like what I want about this. But uh, yeah, it's good to know that you're okay. But, you know. Hopefully, yeah, anybody yeah. out there can spare a few bucks to help out people that aren't as fortunate that have been affected by Hurricane Ian. Please do so. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. All right, man. Well, that's going to wrap up yet another episode. Uh, we can give this one more try. Let's see if we can get it going this time. What do you say, Tom? <laughs> are, are you going to count it off still? All right. Uh, sure. See, like we're already having a game plan. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. All right. So thanks again for listening to Breathe a New Life. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Tom. And one, two, three, keep, keep it, it new. new. Oh, you said it again. Wait, what? Oh, uh, we, we, we got it together. Or no, yeah, we got it. But then you went it again, and then you said new. All right, cool. All right, well, keep oh, it new, y'all. Keep it <laughs> y'all new. Y'all take care. All right, peace. Keep it new. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs> peace. All right. <laughs>